This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Do you want to do a little healing and a little searching? Okay. The heroes wend their way through the tunnels of Ash Peak. All right. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Jimmer in the lead. So Jimmer in the lead. You guys just uh, forge ahead. Forge ahead. But one wrong step. You feel like you're turning back on the trail a little bit, but you're not 100% sure because of the the winding ways of these tunnels. Might lead them down a path. You just hear... Echoing up ahead of ruin. All right, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure you're gonna be just fine. Just fine. The adventure continues. Oh my god! Most everyone has left the table to run around. By most everyone, I just mean Grant. No. Hello there. This is Matthew. This is the Glass Cannon Podcast. Just to make sure we're all on the same page before we get started. Well, we've got a bit of a busy week this week. Super excited for Glass Cannon Live. Can you tell I pronounced the exclamation point? That's at the Masquerade in Atlanta this week. And, of course, Dragon Con. Speaking of which, in addition to the aforementioned Glass Cannon Live on Saturday night, which I'm told is sold out, We'll also be doing a Pathfinder 2nd Edition game live at DragonCon on Friday night, GM'd by the one and only Jason Bowman. That will be at 8.30 at Augusta 1-2 through 2 at the Westin. And admission is free with your DragonCon badge, which is pretty cool. Here's Jason's blurb about the game. Four peasants go on an epic quest to save their village's prized town pig, but when the trail leads to Doomfire Peak, will they risk certain doom to get it back? I'm pretty excited for it. There will be all new characters, and none of us knows what the other is making, so that should be... Well, Troy, ever the optimist, predicts all human fighters are all casters. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Anyway, should be a very fun weekend down in Hotlanta, which I'm told is what the locals say. Hope to see you there. Alright, that's more than enough out of me, so let's get to the episode. Well, it took uh, a bunch of episodes, but finally last week, things got a little hairy for the crew. Little bit hairy. It was a close shave, if you will. <laughs> as it were. Yes. Hair of the warhound, as they say. <laughs> I was very scared. Yeah. Very, very scared. Yeah. You were most upset about the failed reflex save. <laughs> right at the start. 43 points of damage is no way to start. The rogue. The combat. The rogue. The rogue of the party. And everybody else saved, right? Yep. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Just uh, laughing in my face. Uh, man, I, I, I said to you guys when we went off air, but I rolled the recharge behind the screen here because I don't want to let you know so you could position yourselves for when the breath weapon was coming but the guy on top uh was three round recharge and the guy at the bottom was a four round recharge so there was no way once you started standing and banging that they were going to recharge but man if they did even one of them getting a recharge i could have positioned it so i could have taken three of you uh in that breath weapon dc 21 reflex is no joke uh for 10d6 fire damage but um you guys came out on top uh, the Hungry Pit, so well-placed, uh, just forced that giant to uh, stay uh, trapped in that room, which you now uh, have discovered is uh, 
It's a dead end, uh, a real dead end for him as he lies in a pool of his own blood. And how about this roll 20 pool of blood that I've made That's here? That's great. Huh? Yeah. Isn't that look insane? Did you get out Is your paintbrushes? You, you thought that was great? I, thought, I think it looks pretty cool. From a distance, I thought it looked like he was playing superhero and that was his cape. <laughs> cape. It <does> <laughs> he just laid out on top of it. Yeah, I guess it's a little capey. But now that you know it's a pool just of make blood. Him well, when you zoom in, it looks good. Yeah. When you zoom in, it looks good. Yeah. If you make him face the pool of blood, it definitely won't be a cape. I guess it could be a bib at that point. You walk in. And he's like, ha-ha, welcome heroes. The fire type, he got away. I am disguised. tall man. I have a question. Call me Firebeard. Oh, I'm going to Red Lobster. <laughs> Those Red cheddar biscuits Lobster. are beautiful. I'll just mosey on out that door. Good luck finding that fire giant. I hear he's very handsome. <laughs> then, he fa- then he falls in the hungry pit. <laughs> he immediately falls. He's like, oh, up, up, and away! He couldn't fly after all. <laughs> what were you saying, Matthew? Were you... Oh, I just had a question about the room. Oh. <laughs> what do you want to know about the room? There are three beds here. Mm-hmm. What came out of this room was a fire giant and two warhounds. That's right. Did the warhounds each have their own bed? I guess we'll never know. They demanded it. Um, no, it seemed like a setup. It seemed like... They were on high alert, and that's what they were doing, just standing there, uh, here, here. waiting. Come the hide in my bedroom. Portcullis is down. Come see my etchings. Waiting for you to come in because of what happened, your failure, down in that last room, word has spread now. You can be pretty confident about that, that word has spread. That's why they were able to get the jump on you. Do you think these warhounds and giants would always be just waiting there? No, no. He said... Now, right. wait a minute. Your failure in that last room. Sorry, could you clarify? Our Your failure to when you went back to Minderhall's Cathedral and then to came the back. Orcs. Now the word is out. Got There's it. trouble here, and they've might be making their way to the grinder. Um, and they almost got you. It was a pretty good plan on their part. Um, yeah. Two things that were really bad. One, the first fire giant dying before, uh, and the silence was so clutch. In fact, Grant, I'm going to give you a bottle cap. Hey. Awesome. And I'll tell you why Because without And you were debating You're like eh, Maybe I won't cast silence I think Joe You were like No no Cast silence If you hadn't cast silence The minute you appeared uh, I probably still would have given you The surprise round Because they didn't know When you were going to come They just were On the ready for you So give you a surprise round But then yell now And those guys come out And that other fire giant's still alive That one extra combatant That's yeah. got You know uh, 140 plus hit points That's enough to Really change the tide of the fight yeah. Let me get your bottle cap. It was also more uh, Dramatic what, what could possibly be the reason To have it in darkness though What's the purpose of that to like lure us in, think that they're weak or something? You or don't know. Like, you don't know. I mean, you, you maybe you they know. don't. They might not know that we can see in the dark. Yeah, they might not, and then they might just be trying to hide. You know, to and you know they're us. smart, so there's a method to their madness, and it's one of which you haven't figured out yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, real, real close shave. <laughs> Thankfully, you were able to come out on top. The last few weeks, we have seen into the mind of of Dalgrith. Baron. Last week we saw a very poignant scene with a young Jimmer and a young Galabras. We learned how he lost his eye. We learned how he lost yeah. his eye. I love that little origin story. Um, I think it's only fitting that we start today off as as you walk into this room and you see that this giant has killed himself for the cause rather than be interrogated. 
In that moment, Metra is taken back to not only another time, but another place. You hear a grunt in the darkness and see a young man lying face down in ashy gray dirt. Dead, perhaps. At least not moving. A light wind scatters some of the loamy earth over his body, and then he stirs. His face lifts out of the dirt. Two bright gray eyes search the landscape around him. Imagine we're in a forest or what was once a forest. All life seems to have been extinguished in some sort of great fire. Now all that stands are the blackened remnants of trees, twisted, shiny, and reaching up toward the dark gray sky like gnarled fingers. The eyes uh, blink, squint. The shadows of the trees seem to be shifting swaying, almost contorting as if the light source throwing them against the ground was shifting itself. These same eyes search around. No light source that he can see. No sun. Just some sort of grainy, crepuscular glow emanating from somewhere. The whole world here seems almost sapped of color, drained of its vibrancy. Where there is color, it's faded into a wan, lifeless attempt at itself. The man groans once more, pulls himself off the ground to his knees, and we get a full glimpse now of a young Warwick Narn. Della's father, played by a very young Tim Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this isn't the Warwick we've met before. He's young, a little nervous, very curious. He's dressed in now dusty finery, a tunic that would probably shine bright royal blue if this were any other place. Warwick shakes his head back and forth, trying to whip the ache out of it and gazes around at his surroundings. He's, he's absolutely fascinated. He manages to get himself up to standing and stumbles over to one of the trees. And as he does, he watches the shadow on the ground shift, amoebic, and then almost rise up from its two dimensions, strain against its limits to inflate ever so slightly, like it's trying to come to life. Warwick, transfixed, crouches down to see the shadow close up. Unable to restrain himself, he reaches his hand out and tries to touch it. Just as he would make contact, the shadow shudders and vanishes into a puff of individual particles of what seems to be a kind of shimmering dust made only of the absence of light. Warwick gasps in true childlike wonder. He pulls out a small notebook from his sack and begins to scribble down his observation. Time passes. Now we see Warwick trudging across this empty moonscape. There's no sign of civilization in sight. There's no sign of life in sight. Just the occasional burned-out husk of what might have been a tree, a rock formation, maybe even a mountain. Undaunted, he trudges on. Hours later, Warwick spots what looks to be the 
the remains of another forest, this one bigger and denser than the last, though just as dead. He breathes a sigh of relief and pushes onward. Finally, he reaches the forest, but when he gets close, he can see that here the husks of the trees themselves, gnarled, twisted, and doubling back onto themselves, seem to be rippling, almost shimmering. He approaches one and sees that it's not solid at all, but a mound of shadow stuff coagulating into formation. Work watches and starts to make a sketch in his notebook, but behind him, the shadows still lying flat on the ground begin to slip across the surface, gathering, building. They ooze together and rise into the form of a giant armored creature with enormous horns curling down around its head. Its body itself seems to be full plate, forged from darkness itself. Its arms, giant obsidian scythes. Its red glowing eyes come to land on Warwick. Silently it moves as if it doesn't even need to walk, just slip across space and time, and it looms over Warwick, who remains none the wiser. For this being, made of shade and evil itself, casts no shadow. The creature raises one of its enormous sickle arms. Suddenly, a ray of pure fire screams through the air and explodes against the creature's chest. Caught by surprise, the creature rocks back from the impact. Warwick dives for cover and gasps at the sight of the enormous shadow creature, which is no longer looking at him, but instead at a tall, slender figure stepping from the shadow of what looks like a twisted ghost of an oak. The figure gives its foot a little tug as if that part were still stuck in the shadow and emerges fully into corporeality. And we see, standing there, her arms outstretched, fingers splayed, a very young Metronard. <laughs> her eyes blank and pupilless, but ready. The creature, the giant creature, snarls a curse in a language Warwick doesn't understand. <laughs> and charges. Just as the creature swings one of its long, blade-like arms at her, Metra blinks out of existence. The scythe whips through a wisp of shadow, and then Metra reforms on the far side of the creature's charge, just near Warwick. You look very interesting, and you are definitely not from here. <laughs> The enormous shadow creature rears itself up to full, terrifying height and begins muttering in its language again. <laughs> Darkness begins to gather toward it from all the shadow stuff forming the trees. Such a fool. You have no hope of defeating a nightshade. Metra says. Take my hand. Warwick hesitates for a moment. Take my hand. Warwick does, and then Metra mutters to herself. The nightshade is now doubled in size. Its scythe blade arms are now 30 feet long. Now! Metra cries and then flies straight up into the air. Warwick leaps, and he is suddenly flying as well. The two of them hurtle up into the sky as fast as they can possibly go. The nightshade stretches itself as far as it possibly can, but they are now beyond its reach. Metra and Warwick soar out of the vast, shadowy expanse. Warwick, now grinning like a fool, whoops and cheers up Shut in the up. air. Shut up. 
I see no reason to celebrate stupidity. Time passes. Now the two, earthbound once again, walk across the blasted ashen desert. I'm a traveler. The goddess Desna called me to roam widely across creation, spreading her message. I am but a humble student of existence in all its forms. But how did you get to this plane? Warwick goes on to explain that he read of planes beyond the material and yearned to journey there. He found a coven of witches who also sought to walk across the plains, and with their combined study were able to create a small and unstable portal. Warwick volunteered to be the first to cross to see what wonders awaited him on the other side. As he's telling the story, Metra just shakes her head. The darkness shimmers in her hair. There's only horror to be found here. All of life may be called beautiful in one way or another. Metra smiles. Very little here may be called alive. Warwick smiles at this strange and shimmering person before him. So where is this portal? Warwick's mouth clinches tight. It collapsed just after my crossing. She turns to face him. So you've come here to die, then? Warwick's smile fades. Metra stops walking and appraises this human. Such strange creatures that throw themselves into the unknown with such abandon. You act as if life is a game. Are things so terrible where you're from? Warwick shakes his head. Not at all. There's infinite wonder to be found there. And as they walk, he tells her of what he's seen on his travels throughout Galarian, of the beaches and their rich blue seas lapping at the golden shores, of the great sand reaches of Osirian, of the shining capital city of Absalon, of the wonder of life, great and small, that surrounds them all. Quite the storyteller you are. Even if you're lying... Your lies are full of beauty. Warwick smiles sadly. I suppose they might as well be lies, as I have no way of going back. Metra stares at him a moment, her opaque eyes searching him, perhaps. I might know a way. You speak of Absalom. The great city exists here, too such as it is. She goes on to tell him of Shadow Absalom, the pale and twisted reflection of the Absalom Warwick knows, its spires built of azite and druchite, its many termite hive-like mounds housing the subterranean Jaziriac peoples, ruled over by the great terrible umbral dragon, Agrincia. And the glare. The glare? A portal. A portal that lies at the heart of the city. It can transport extraplanar travelers back to the exact point of departure from their home planes. How far is it from here? Metra looks across the distance. Distance is a fickle thing on the shadow plane. Could be near. Could be far. We won't know until we attempt the journey. And it will be exceedingly dangerous. This plane is filled with terrible nightmares. Would you take me there? Metra smiles, 
For a price. Name it. Tell me of the wonders of your world. Tell me of all the color and life and joy that springs from it. I'll tell you all that I've seen, but then you should know I could very well be lying. Metter grins a wide, lopsided grin. But then you should know I might believe you. From there we see glimpses of their journey, and it's a vast, weaving, wending journey over land, through the air, over grand, shadowy mountains, plunging into voids of pure darkness. We see Metra and Warwick do battle with fearsome, nightmarish shadow creatures, scores of undead, sorcerers tapped into the power of evil itself. We see them sharing with each other the techniques of their magical powers, poring over spell components and spell books. We also see them sitting by a fire, Warwick's eyes ablaze even in this colorless world with the fire of a well-told yarn. And finally, we see them reach the gates of Shadow Absalom, its spires reaching hundreds of feet into the air. Metra, removing her dark and inky cloak, puts it on Warwick so that his life force and bright color will not draw undue attention. And together, they navigate the twisted warrens of Shadow Absalom, passing by Kyle, Desiriax, undead creatures, and other shadow beings alike. Where are we going? Follow the glow. They walk deeper and deeper into the city, and as they walk, Warwick can't help but notice they will sometimes turn a corner and end up back on a street they've already walked, this time to take a different turn, and when he looks above him, he sees the narrow alley they just squeezed through folded over above them, as if the city were arranged as an accordion capable of stretching in and out, creating new borders along the folds, as if the bounds of space and physics do not apply to this city, as if the whole thing is part reality, part optical illusion. Is this city trying to trick us? Just because we're made of darkness doesn't mean we can't have a sense of humor. (laughs) All the while, they walk towards the cool, powerful glow emanating from the center of the city. Soon, however, Warwick starts to notice as they twist above and around the path behind them. The small crowd of shadow creatures is cropped up behind them. Don't look back. Who are they? The same creatures we've been battling all along. And when Warwick catches glimpses of them as they turn or twist along, he sees that they do look rather familiar. The exact same creatures? Can you destroy shadow stuff entirely? All I know about them is this. The shadows remember everything they absorb. And they never stop hunting the light. She glances back and sees, gathering shape and form in the crowd of their past enemies, a towering shadow with scythe blades for arms. Run! The two of them break out and run through the maze-like pathways of this city. The shadow nightmares give chase. Metra and Warwick mutter under their breath, give themselves bursts of magical speed. There! And they burst out onto a platform at the top of a spire, hundreds of feet in the air. How they made this ascent, they have no idea. Just another trick of the shadow plane. A huge circular portal shines before them, just off the end of the platform. Now, into the glare! You'll have to jump. Warwick 
looks at it, looks down at the jagged city below. Jump! He stops. What about you? Just go. I'll hold them. The nightshade and his army suddenly stand at the other end of the platform. He begins to chant, and his army begins to slowly swarm towards them, pushing to the absolute edge of the platform. Metra curls her fingers, ready to cast. Dark billows of shadowy clouds form above them, and the wind howls as it whips around the platform. Come with me. Metra, shocked, looks over at him. The wind, shrieking now, shakes the platform on which all of them stand. I don't belong there. They're facing each other now, staring directly into each other's eyes. Belong with me, then. Metra smiles. And then they kiss. Deep and intense, mere shadows against unwavering backlight of the glare. The sky behind shot with dark lightning. The nightshade and his horde of nightmares charges at them. But Metra and Warwick, holding on to one another in full embrace, let themselves fall off the platform and tumble into the portal, into the next journey, into the next world, into the light that overtakes the shadow. Matthew, may I tell you that we've spoken before about our mutual love of the works of Italo Calvino. I thought you might like that, buddy. The uh, <laughs> Shadow Absalom, uh, you know, we talk a lot about a lot of sci-fi writers. Uh, Italo Calvino is among them. He's, you know, oftentimes appreciated by people of Matthew's lofty Juilliard uh, capabilities. Um, but it reminded me of this little passage. The catalog of forms is endless until every shape has found its uh, city. New cities will continue to be born when the uh, when the forms exhaust their variety and come apart. The ends, end of cities begins, and you reach a moment in life when, among the people you have known, the dead outnumber the living. Hmm. Great book. There are there's not a lot of fights and, and cool creatures like that. But if anyone out there wants to read Invisible Cities, so it's maybe one of my favorite books. <sighs> There you go. Wow. That and was that, really... That was cool. That whole scene is coming to Broadway this fall. <laughs> <laughs> More now with shadow creatures dancing. and all. <laughs> oh, my God. That's are so those, great. Nightshades, those are real... Nightshades are Pathfinder creatures. Yeah, yeah. So is Shadow Absalom and the glare. Though I, I don't think they... I, I, I didn't know about that. I don't think they twist... I don't think it's like a twisty... That's what, that's, what, that's what nailed me. That's, yeah. so, that's so cool. I was a little disappointed it wasn't more explicitly erotic. Like I, I wanted more like graphic sex. Yeah, it, just it was very PG. But apart from that, it was amazing. It was in his original draft, and I, I cut it out. Oh, good. Well, I <laughs> it got really. Could you just send me graphic. what you cut out? Yeah, also, I'll, I'll, I'll email you. I'll email to you late tonight. Really intense in ways I wasn't expecting. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> his vocabulary is very, very extensive. I had to look some of the words up. Well, Magic's involved outside of the chemistry. It really opens up possibilities you never thought of. Very, very intense. Dear uh, Penthouse, <laughs> I never thought it could happen to me. <laughs> a little glimpse into Metra's story past. Uh, How past, much do we know about? We don't. We know. We still know very little about Warwick, right? Like where mm-hmm. he came from. Yeah. First right? time you see Warwick, his first appearance uh, is in a Della flashback, where he comes in and Della's sitting there, and he's covered in blood, and he's telling her like, "Don't let the evil come in. Don't let the right. evil come in. You've got to stay good." And uh, that was a Della memory. Then we see him again uh, 
towards the end of the last book. Um, or was it episode 200? I can't remember. Uh, with them fighting over Della and Della pushing Metra back into the shallow yeah. shadow plane to be with her father. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's been around a lot. A very interesting character. That line, too. Uh, about uh, I don't belong in that place. Well, you belong with me. Belong I, I'm, with me. Then. I'm butchering. Yeah, belong with me. Then that was beautiful. That was really great. Also, either incredibly romantic or a line a total abusive person would say to someone. Just like <gasps> it could be either wow. way. It's really great. Yeah, I think the way I delivered it was a <laughs> belong with me. That <laughs> grabs her and pulls her into the no, 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 no. Punches her on the way down. You see, come you, on, Warwick. Say, wait, did, did he say belong to me then? No, belong with me. <laughs> yeah, but, but that, could easily, that could easily be twisted a from tender moment. romance into was, something it, else later. It was That line was, I wrote that literally two minutes before we went on air um, because Troy didn't like the original. I was like, I, th- well, I just, I, your original line was great, but I was like, I think we could do something more here. And that was the first time I read it was on air. Uh, and it was perfect. It was better. Glad you liked it. Yeah. Good note, Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, Troy. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you. That was the show this week. That was Matthew's original line, but but I want to bang. (laughs) And you were like, I think we could do something more here. Bang me right here on this platform. I know the nightshades are coming, but fuck me now! (laughs) I think we could maybe do something a little more subtle. And I was trying to be like nice. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like we're going a little front door with this one, Matthew. Let's just soften it up. This is a little on the nose. Maybe if we can just... A little more poignant. A little more oblique with what's happening with the subtext. (laughs) 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 That was really great. That was amazing. Thanks, Matthew. There's a reason that... he does what he does. Everybody write in. Vote on which uh, flashback scene you like better. Mine or Matthew's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call it. Call into the hotline. Both put, a, both put a lot of work into it. Um, <laughs> Dead Giant looks like he killed himself. You have the floor. Thune. Well. <laughs> I think he killed himself. I think. Oh, search uh, the body, search oh, the bed, search absolutely, yeah, search everything. Strange. Oh, I'm gonna drink a potion of healing. Uh, yeah, I need, to, I need to heal as well. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, I can heal a lot of people. Oh, that's right. Uh, with yeah, some right. charges, I, I have. Some. Would love some. So you want to do a little healing and a little searching? Okay. Well, the fire giants are all uh, have the standard uh, shit on them: great sword, uh, half plate. Um, this one here who killed himself also has an ever-burning torch. Um, the other ones do not. And no cash. And they, no, they don't carry a lot of cash, these guys. Uh, they're cash poor, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is this, a diner's club card? <laughs> yeah, Whenever yeah. anyone says that, all I can think of is, I love you, man. I'm kind of cash poor right now. Uh. <laughs> it just uh, it says on their sheet, cash, and this is on Hero Lab. No money! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> oh shit! No money! Oh, no God. money! Uh, like every first level character, they're all they're, they're all just crashing here. Like they have no jobs. Or just you know, I imagine it more like they have a monthly allowance, and they all they just like all blow already. it immediately on <laughs> cigarettes and gambling, and they're yeah. just like they just, just stay bo- not bored. I blew it all on magma. Why else would they? poop in that weird place they poop in with the Odiugs. Like, they're, they're, they're bound to this place by needing money for gambling and hookers. Yeah. Now, oddly enough, the, uh, the, the hellhounds there, those, those badass hellhounds... They have a lot of money. No, but they were wearing armor. <laughs> oh. They were both wearing plus two chain shirts. 
Oh, interesting. Wrapped around their body. Wow. Large, ah. large or medium? Uh, well, they're large creatures, so I'm going to assume large. Okay. That is Only pretty cool. Had a way to resize those shirts. <laughs> Only such an artifact existed in this world. Is Thune wearing uh, magical armor or no? Uh, no, no. I think you just gave him something. That would be some shitty. good Thune You gave armor. him a, a regular old chain shirt. This would no. definitely be better for Thune. Yeah. <laughs> be a, a major step up for the old Thune Master General. Big upgrade for Thune. Well, he's lower level too, isn't he? Like, is, he, is his experience being properly tracked? Uh, because he was 2D. Well, maybe he just only has a couple of Does he have class levels? levels? He, he class does levels. have class levels, but... Uh, you know. if his uh, sneak attack being 2d6 led me to believe he was like way lower level he's multi-classed um, like most NPCs uh, and you know but he also gets powers from his, the fact that he's a doppelganger you know so he's got doppelganger powers and then he's got X amount of class levels which is much lower than you guys but he still ends up he's still considered lesser than you yeah in some ways well, what's a CR uh, CR8 okay yeah so should be leveling up. <laughs> but, you know, giving, obviously now giving him this gear, it makes him a little more powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm more worried about his hit points. That's what I'm thinking about when I think about levels. Yes. He's like, oh, if you have some hits for me on that sweet wand. Baron hands him a crack pipe. I'm down to like half, so I could use some healing. Like, whoa. Yeah, we'll do that off. Yeah, we'll do that off here. We'll take All a little right. pause. Uh, and then do we want to keep moving quick? We search the beds, nothing. Yeah, the foot lockers looks yeah, like there's uh, foot lockers. Yeah, there's foot lockers. Everything is empty. There's nothing stored in there, not even like a second set of sheets or clothes. Wow. They're hiding their, their loot from us. Mm. Bastards. Um, can Baron walk around the room, and maybe Metra can make this even faster, if Metra walks around the room detecting magic just all the way around, just walking, walking, feeling 60 feet in front of us, and I'll, I'll reach out and detect... Just evil alignment. So I feel like that's most of what we're, we're, we're playing with. Sure. Um, just looking for any, anything right, just hidden. Just for anything that might be hidden. Uh, Trying to play my character, Grant? You don't detect magic, <laughs> and nor do you detect evil. Just the dying auras of dead evil giants and strange large hounds with fire red eyes. Uh, in the middle of the room, we... In the middle of the room, we fought them in. Yeah, uh, in the back wall, there's something on the wall. Is, there, is that anything? Of something notes? on the wall. It's a it's a down portcullis. Oh, that's right. There's it's also a, a door on the left side of the room as well. Right. Uh, should we check out the left? Yeah, room? let's check out the yeah. left door or, yeah. after we heal, of course. Yes. Um. So let's go over to the left door then. And All right. I will listen at the door. Twenty-four. You hear nothing. Sounds like a small room. Okay. Uh, I'll open it up. <laughs> that room sounds small. This room sounds freakishly small. You open it up, and sure enough, it is. Whoa. Oh, it really small. is freakishly small. It looks like a storage area. It's got some maintenance equipment in there, other mundane supplies. Detect magic. Some magical mop. Magical index. Hey, it could be a, could be a broom of flying. <laughs> it could be another, yeah? It's not. <laughs> it's just uh, mostly mops. Can Baron peek his head in and do a perception for stone cunning? Yeah. Which Dalgrith also could, I guess. Just looking. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that was so creepy the way you, what you just did, Troy, but it was really creepy. 38. Just looking. 38. You see one stone 
Yeah, this isn't real. It's I can already tell you out of place. <laughs> so full of shit. But it's just an out of place stone. Yeah, it doesn't man. lead to look at this stone. It's room. so. <sighs> I tried to say it with a stone face, but I, I couldn't. Okay. Just, okay. <laughs> Fine. Uh, let's go to investigate the portcullis. The portcullis. All right. Portcullis. Ah, uh, All right. Uh, yeah, what can we see beyond the portcullis? Uh, First of all, all right. A thousand arrows pointed at us. <laughs> see ten other giants. And here now. Are they there yet? Uh, whoa, 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 we got a hole. Better put that <laughs> well, away. Well, don't see that. <laughs> oh, boy. We saw the GM layer, we baby. Saw, we just saw a bunch of notes. Well, I clicked the wrong thing. Luckily, the notes were just about that combat. The so. previous combat. Yeah, yeah that's what you see. Just a long tunnel. Oh, I think I can get out of that. Uh, a long tunnel leading. We believe you. You also unveiled, like, way more than that tunnel. You what just was went, the line that said, don't worry about Joe? That is so irritating. <laughs> I can't believe you saw that. Uh, it's, it's another Joe. Guy, guy that works it's in the building. A, a player in another game. You, you don't know him. <laughs> you don't know him. <laughs> uh, yeah, the poor is down. Roll a perception check. You see a long tunnel uh, heading up. Natural 20. There you go, Matt. Oh, Natural. What's your tell? 37. You beat me, 32. It's a pretty good roll. 31. Uh, so the portcullis itself has reinforcing cro- crossbars, but you don't see, like, uh, a locking mechanism on it, and it doesn't appear to have, like, spikes that go into the ground. It's just, like, a straight-up gate that's down. Um, with your 20 uh, perception... And you can see 120 feet? Mm-hmm. Or is that just... Oh, that's great. 120 feet. Yeah, the passage itself just keeps winding. Like, it goes straight for a while, and then it starts to wind into darkness. Um, in terms of, like, trying to unlock this, uh, your natural 20 shows you that just on the other side of the bars are some levers. Looks like a giant would, able, would be able to just reach through with their extended reach and pull those levers. You think that that probably maneuvers the portcullis. Mage hand. Maychamp. Um, is it how much can it lift? Five pounds. Hmm. You lift up the lever, and the gate goes with it. Yeah. Nice. Revealing a dark hallway leading, for all intents and purposes, we'll call it north. But at this point, you're all turned around, so it's relative north to you. Jimmer is going to take the lead. And he's going to do just perception checks in the area just to, for seeing traps or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25. You don't see any traps. Uh, plenty of uh, uh, footprints, though, um, that are just... Uh, it looks like a well-traveled hallway. Might be just changes of guards, or in this case, the extra patrol that came in to... Uh, sneak out on you guys, but uh, yeah, you don't see any traps with a twenty-four. It looks like, and it's giant's tracks. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. and then the paw, the paw prints as well. Okay, um, yeah, just gonna keep working my way down this hallway. Keep um, working your way down the hallway. Okay, the intermittent uh, perception checks over often they're necessary. Okay, are you doing any type of stealth or are you just kind of forging ahead? Um, stealth doesn't do me much good, so I'm just gonna, okay. You know, all right, um, all right. So we'll say you know we'll roll another perception. I'm going to roll that over. Uh, twenty. Twenty. Okay. So 
yeah, you're not seeing any sort of traps, and it makes sense to you because, like, this hallway is very, very thin. Uh, they would be trapping themselves unless every single patrol person knew about a specific trap, which would be possible, but right now you feel pretty confident that this is just uh, more tunnels. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep going. On the dog wraith will stay right behind Jimmer. Okay. Luckily, the smell uh, of the first level is not up here, so you don't have to roll any fortitude saves against the stank. Um, it's fresher air, but it's not exactly like, ah, finally, home, fresh air. That this, you know, this, There might be vents and stuff here, but there's not uh, a good air, air supply. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. We hear our air supply up in the distance. They're doing a live show. I, that's so. <laughs> what foul sorcery is this? I can't believe they're pumping an air supply. <laughs> oh, nice skit. You go for a while, and then all of a sudden, the uh, tunnel obviously splits. Uh, it looks like one part of it is continuing onward and to the right, and the other one is to the left and kind of turning back on itself a little bit. Can we I have no memory of this place? Can we get any insight based on a dungeoneering or survival check, looking at tracks where people are going, or maybe dungeoneering would give us some clarity about how you know crazy people would. Dungeoneering is not going to help you in this case, but you can certainly roll survival. All right. 20. 20. The way you said it. 20. 18. Got him. Okay. 17. Got him. <laughs> Still beat Joe. I feel good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Joe's so defeated, but <laughs> feel bad. You see a lot more paw prints to the left. It's the cat. And more giant prints to the right. All right. Let's take care of these dogs if there's any more of them before we do anything else. <laughs> It makes sense to me if they uh, follow the... Without their leaders, they aren't useful much. Let's take them out first. Yeah. All right, so you uh, follow the more doggy-ish road. Uh, and so you're kind of turning back. You feel like you're turning back on your on your, uh, on your the trail a little bit, but you're not 100% sure because of the, the winding ways of these tunnels. Um, you go on for a little bit, still not stealthing, uh, unless you tell me differently. Um, perceiving along, just rolling that over, you're not seeing anything. However, after going for a little bit, it splits again. Oh, no. And it starts going, uh, like, again, to the left and the right from where you're coming. Second survival? Yeah. Can we do another one? Sure. 13. 11. 14. Yeah, the tracks. Good job, Joe. It's, it's, it's a little tough to tell here now which way to go. I see we go back, follow the giant tracks. At least we know where they're going. Do we? That trail could split off just as e- easily as this one could have. Metra, I don't mean to play your character, per se. <laughs> Is that but what it says? you have <laughs> such great capabilities as an umbral escort to turn invisible and maybe scout ahead on our behalf. We all saw what happened when Dalgrith went ahead before. Hey, it was one time... Well, it was more than one time, but... I know, I just... I get another chance. You know, big, see what I can do. It was most times. It was most times. <laughs> but, I, but I feel a good one coming. I just, wa- <laughs> I, just, I, I just want to give Metro something fun to do. She had done something like this, Dalgrith. You always get to have all the fun going ahead. I think that's why Jimmer went ahead with no stealth. Yeah, you know, everyone just wants some fun. All Metro does is have fun. 
You want to go left? I'll go right. Uh, Sweat the party. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> no, <to> Sweat the party. <laughs> uh, I'd be ha- I'd be happy to stealth up ahead invisibly if you want. That might be the best way to get intel. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think. I seems like a good idea. Okay, invisible stealth. Yeah, I'll cast invisibility on myself, and then I'll go. You can to see lo- further than any of us. I, it's true. I can. And Baron, so which way are you going back? I'll go, no, I'll go. Ahead, left. Head left. Baron's going to... We also have the Cloak of Etherealness, by the way, somewhere, right? That's my backup plan. Yeah. Uh, so Baron is also, as she leaves us, going to nail down the the nail of concealment that puts up the illusion it's around us. The nail somewhere. of concealment? What is it called? The, the spike of concealment? concealment? What is it called? It's called either. All right, I just tent. know it's not the nail of... Con- the, ha- <laughs> the hang nail of concealment. <laughs> it's like you uh, made it up. I brought my nail of concealment. <laughs> that found it in my, uh, dad, my dad's toolbox. It's like, from Cobble Press. It's like uh, your cousin from out of town is playing with you for the weekend. And it's like, <laughs> I barely understand. Oh, no, I have a nail of concealment. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the key What's and, your sheet? The key and pale sketch where he's like, I want Alice yeah. <laughs> He's like, they don't serve Alizé here. This is, uh, they have mead and uh, wine, my friend. No, I want Alizé. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a giant. You, you can't be a giant. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that seems like a good idea. All right, so. Stealth ahead. So continuing uh, along the dog tracks, they got lost here. You can go left or right. You're going to go left. Uh, invisible. You turn invisible, just start skulking ahead for a while and uh, you don't see the, the caverns opening up at all in fact roll a perception check uh, 30 30 nice. as you're going and uh, at home here among the shadows um, it doesn't look like this cavern has been used at all um, or hasn't been used uh, recently so you keep going along and you keep going along and eventually it comes to like uh, an opening with a couple different offshoots and you think to yourself like this might be a good place if you needed to just sneak uh, away and rest. chill because yeah. it doesn't look like anyone has come here. All right. However, if they are on high alert, there's no reason they wouldn't. However, no one has come yet. All right. I, I make my way back. That was a lot of howevers. A lot of howevers. <laughs> no, on the I'm other not, hand. I'm not confident. On the other I'll hand. I'll say that much. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> I, it's out of my control. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just the messenger. Well, the, hey, uh, you, you come back to where they are and you want to continue forward? Yeah, I guess we'll go right. All right, so now you continue uh, right and like, hey guys, I'm just gonna keep are going to go Well, Are we all going to go right? No, no. just you. <laughs> just you. Keep it quick. No, if I get invisible. Uh, let Wait, me do you have to re- probably I recast probably have to it, right? Recast yeah. it, right? I mean, was that more than 13 minutes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll cast it again. At a certain point, you just became invisible. The book just <laughs> says, like, several hundred meters, and Troy doesn't know how to do the metric inversion. He's like, yeah, took you at least 45 yeah. minutes to Did go down. camp twice. The book doesn't say anything. I just make it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they never use meters. I know. So, it's all feet. Right? <laughs> it's all feet. <laughs> it is all feet. <laughs> you keep going along, and uh, I wonder if Pathfinder books convert to metric system. Well, when they, can, when they convert, you know, because they write them in other languages. Well, yeah, we did talk to to Eric and Jason about like all the different language editions, but I think it's still feet there. Oh, that's crazy. Hmm. And it makes sense because before the metric system existed, each kingdom and in principality with with it's more fitting with the fantasy medieval fantasy setting. Right, yeah. it fits yeah. the medieval setting very well. I want them to use hands like for horses. And, <laughs> and 
Fathoms. <laughs> you uh, cubits, cubits. You're dipping along, dipping along, and <laughs> I'm just about you go. It's four thousand cubits that way. <laughs> so like, I have no fucking idea how far away that is, Betsy. You have to be clear. I hated this game. <laughs> <laughs> After about six or seven minutes, <laughs> the uh, cavern starts to open up. I bet it does. Um, but you give pause because you see some animals sniffing about. <gasps> animals that might be able to smell you oh, if you get any no. closer. It's a huge room, but you can see a number of them skulking about. They appear to be similar to the ones you fought uh, when you got ambushed uh, uh, when you came back hellhounds. before. Those hellhounds. Uh, okay. It's a huge room, but you know if you get any closer, it's a good chance they could sniff you out. Okay, I head back. Okay, you head back. And I, let her, and I inform the party of my discovery. Hey, guys, there's some dogs up there. Yeah. Nailed the metro. Wow. Why did you say oh, it like perfect. that? <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to do, Sheriff? I don't know. At this point, they could bring them back from here to reach us if we went the other way, but if we had them off at the pass, if we go the other way, they might not ever get to these things. It's a tough decision. Might go back the other way. Maybe we should figure out all our options before we make a choice. I don't mean to make you use up all your important spells, though. Either Dalgrith or I are pretty good at stealth and ahead if you want one of us to go. Dalgrith is looking at you incredulous, silent. Tapping his chest. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Dalgrith, can Save I? Save your spells, Richard. It's going to be easy. Let me at least <laughs> let me at least just tap you on the shoulder once, and he knows it won't work, but he's just trying to give him touch of law for his first roll so he doesn't get roll a two again like he always does. <laughs> please roll an 11. Oh, come on, O'Brien. All right, so, so uh, Dalgrith. So please. wait, we're going to go back to the first split and follow the giant tracks? Yeah. yeah. All right. We're still with the nail. And uh, yeah, we go back with uh, we get some ha- hellhound blood and cover ourselves with it, right? Uh, and then Baron pours himself a glass of alizé. Unfortunately, going back is no longer an option. We collapse the roof. Remember, That's right? Yeah, we can't go back any further Not- than that. For yeah. Uh, all right, Dalgraith will try to attempt uh, stealthing up this hallway that had the the giant tracks. So you go back, going and going back, and then going right, and then uh, go right. This is like that scene in every teen uh, comedy where they like, put me in, coach, and then yeah. he just his neck snaps on the first play. God, what? Well, <laughs> I what watch teen a lot of comedies. Are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> They're really B horror movies. Honestly, like ten things I hate about you, like. <laughs> Friday Night Lights? Okay. In what yeah. horror movie do they sna- does somebody's neck get snapped playing football? In the first in scene. In the first scene. They had him in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can always fall back on I that. Didn't know. I didn't know you had regional <laughs> cinema. Yeah, Texas. Sure. It's a Texas thing. Have you ever heard of Re- lo- yeah. Longhorn Video? That's where, <laughs> that's where I, I, I have no idea. Regional no cinema idea. from the Republic you, of Texas. You, you must have old football player. You must have gone to... You must have gone to Buffalo Cinema. In Colorado, right? <laughs> of course, CU yes. Boulder type yes, of area. Of course, yeah. Yeah, Joe have... must have gone to Cheesesteak <laughs> Cinemas. Right. We all have our own regional film industry that caters specifically to our states. Matthew just got drunk listening to Bruce Springsteen every weekend, no matter what happened. Hey, my local movie theater was featured in the opening credits of Ed. 
Oh. Wow. wow. That is a real clear defense. Uh, <laughs> you should just retire. <laughs> that. No, it was more, you're right. It was more of a Friday night lights thing. And <laughs> Spoilers. All right. So you stealth roll your stealth check. Come on, Joe. Big die. Big die. Every time Joe has to roll something, he approaches his dice like, I want to make him mad. It's like a hot stove. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, 36. Oh, God. It's going to be like one of those Philadelphia movies where the guy makes the stealth roll. But then... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the most fun I've ever had being shit on. This is great. It has to box the best fighter of the fire giant. (laughs) But first you have to run up these stairs. I got an idea. I know how to end this rebellion. We we let him pick one of them. And I'll fight him in the ring. <laughs> I wait. You know how that movie ends, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. doesn't. All right. Let's do this. So you're skulking along, good stealth, and the uh, hallway starts to turn a little bit. You can feel it turning around you. Is your party following you? Because at a certain point, if you make this turn, they're not going to be able to see you. Um, no, that's fine. I mean, they, I think they can follow me at a distance, but regardless, there's going to be a point at which I'm not seen. Right. You know, I would say that they're, what, 40 or 50 feet behind. No, I think, uh, if you remember, the nail of concealment, we're <laughs> pretty <laughs> firmly entrenched where we are. Sure that's trusting in Joe's ability. <laughs> uh, you move up ahead then, um, and at a certain point, you see Dalgrith just turn a corner. Oh, my God. And well, roll a perception check. Come on, Joe. Shit, and there it is. Natural two. 18. You just hear... <laughs> and a long pause. <laughs> and maybe that... <laughs> echoing up ahead in a cavern. Uh, does it sound like like hammering or like explosions? Sound like something hitting yeah, not something. Not hammering, hard. like something big hitting something. Yeah. Not like a not like a fiery explosion. He'll double back quick and relay this information. Okay. And I think that maybe maybe, maybe the bangs or whatever it is give us enough cover of sound that we can approach a little closer than maybe we could otherwise. Still yeah. gotta be careful, of course, but I think that we might be able to sneak up closer than, than usual. Alright. Uh, so I don't know that uh Getting into unnecessary battle with that cap of cover and knowing that we have a way to escape to makes much sense. So we might as well see the source of this banging unless someone disagrees with me. I mean, this is the only way, yeah. right? Yeah. No, yeah. We, uh, Besides dog huzzahs and... I think they've developed, uh, what is it called? The uh, Ford manufacturing line. What is it called? An assembly line? Assembly line. I think they've developed an assembly line. That's my guess. What are they assembling? More giants. Yeah. Giants, the six million dollar giant. We can rebuild him. No <laughs> weapons and shit, stronger and, and dog armor, like all sorts of stuff. Giants can be rebuilt. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll all follow uh, Dalgris' lead, and uh, you know I'll probably be next to him or like ten feet behind, and everyone else can. Well, be we can go bit. two ways. Either Baron and uh, Metra and Dalgrith go up together. Yeah, and j- leave Jimmer behind. Uh, and we do stealthy, or Jimmer goes ahead, and we all just go not stealthy and just walk up there and see what we can see. Mm. What do you guys think? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to be too far behind. Right. Let's I'm just like, stick together. Yeah, let's yeah, just let's stick, stick together, together with all the banging. Uh, we'll just move the... it slow and yeah. 
you know, whatever. I mean, Once we get you. within viewing distance, we might want to give like 20 feet ahead because you could hear people talking over it. That might yeah. be a sign. Yeah. But up until we get to that point, I think we should all stick together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can give you this cloak of shadows. I can keep ca- I can keep giving it to you. Is that a cantrip? It's a it's a uh, it's a oh, sorcerer power. bloodline power. And you get it nine times a day. nine times a day. Hmm. All right. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Jimmer in the lead. So Jimmer in the lead. You guys just uh, forge ahead. Forge yeah. ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll roll stealth. Okay. Everybody roll stealth. Do I have to roll? Yeah, I would imagine. Give yourself a plus eight. Yeah. 26 for Baron. 20, oh. 23 Bears. for Jimmer. 27. 39. Okay. <laughs> you keep skulking forward now as a team. Uh, you know that you're not as stealthy as you were when you by yourself, Dalgrith, but you feel pretty confident. Um, the sounds continue, and they don't seem to be interrupted at all by your um, approach. Approach. You get to the opening into the next room. You're still probably 20 feet away or so. <laughs> and you see something very strange that the more you look at it the more strange it becomes it's a large oblong looking cavern very very high ceilings much higher than the other rooms you've been in and built right into the cave walls are four sections of mortared barricade each of which has a round turret on both ends as if it were part of a castle like a little uh, crenellated tower. Mm. Oh, yes. In fact, it it almost looks like the walls of a castle in a high school production if there were (laughs) castles in the background. But they're built right in, mortared right into the stone of the walls of this cavern. They also look like they've been repeatedly savaged and then built back together again dozens upon dozens of times. They're, They're battered and uh, built back oh, up. Oh, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a set. They're practicing the siege. Romeo! Oh, <laughs> Romeo! <laughs> Several uh, large piles of rubble lay strewn on the cavern floor, um, and you'll see them on the map. They'd be tough to walk through. Uh, the whole area just smells like dust and broken rock. <laughs> Another big explosion of a boulder just hitting one of the walls. Each of the walls and the tower stand about 15 feet tall. It looks like there's a narrow walkway on top connecting each of them. Uh, They don't have any entrances that you can see. Uh, Like there's just a drawing of an entrance for show, but it doesn't look like it's actually usable. Um, However, you do see along all of the walls splattered onto the wall. Oh, no. Um either stuck to it like parts of uh, it stuck or the bodies lying in front of it uh, orc slaves oh man jeez as you approach you see a uh, looks like one of the lieutenants up on a perch like five feet above the cavern floor barking orders to the back of the room where perched another five feet like on a ramp five feet above uh a fire giant and a frost giant. Oh, wow. Calculatedly <laughs> throwing rocks at these walls while the lieutenant barks out orders. This is like Skiergard, too. Yeah. Something real. Except there's effigies of us. 
Right, well, Skiergard was like child's play. Yeah. Compared let's, to this, but it's the same idea. Let's go to the old Maparino? Whoa, it's big. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Big. Oh, look at the slaves. <laughs> so you see to the south, well, you know, southwest, but really south is uh, the lieutenant up on that platform. Um, How high is the platform? Five feet. Oh, just ground. slightly up. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the back, I mean, we're talking, to use Grant's parlance, we're talking. We're talking. over 200 feet away from you. So we can't even really see them. Well, I mean, this is lit then. Yeah, so because they're it's working. dim yeah, light throughout. It. Yeah, there are uh, sconces along the crenellated towers, uh, as well as uh, some place throughout the room. Metra, you see that big ugly one up there? Looks like he's in charge. We. Oui. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> je ne parle français. Uh, moving on, yeah. I. God damn it, I don't speak German either. Uh, <laughs> Dutch? I don't know. Russian. Okay. Uh, Baron is simply trying to say, I think if we cut the head off of this snake here, the body will die. Are you suggesting we get the jump on him? I am. And I've never seen anybody get the jump on anyone like you do. Uh, is Lieutenant on a platform of some kind? He is. He's sort of moving about. Is it raised? How, how far off the ground? Five is feet. Five feet. And how, t- how tall are the uh, crenellated towers off 15 the ground? Fifteen feet. Can we do a, just a general perception check in here now that we're here that might add on to what you've told us? Because I feel like we've been sure. skipping those. It's going to kind of give you, you know, your perception is going to be pretty limited to what's in front of you, but sure. Natural 20, GCP on the die, 41. Natural 20. Uh, yeah, besides what I've told you, you don't see... Uh, any other souls in there milling about if you wait see if anybody else joins the fray it just looks like these three uh, giants you know the lieutenants can be badass um, and so certainly a regular fire giant giant is just as formidable if you get have to get up into melee with it uh, you haven't fought a frost giant in a while but you know you can handle yourself with them the but combination of the three of them makes it tricky what I was trying to roll for and this probably won't give me any more info by telling you this but I, I just have stuck in the back of my head like the, the traps that we went across last time and, and the idea that there are animatronic giants somewhere. Are, everything seems real in front of us <laughs> is what I'm trying to get at, right? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, the walls aren't are fake, you know what I mean? They're, right. they're clearly using this as practice for storming a castle. Got it. Um, um, so, do we want to dimension door ourselves up onto the... Uh, platform with That's the lieutenant what i was thinking if we could pop up there put me right in his face and i can i can start hacking away and then Baron a little bit back set back you two both and i can try to uh i can try to hold off anybody that comes running while you take care of him yeah yeah i'll you, try to that's a great plan can i ask one other question yes, i'm sir. really not attempting to drive your character at all i'm just curious do you have darkness as a spell yes i do because we could give ourselves a little bit more cover and like, well, I don't know if frost giants, if we said we saw a frost giant, I don't know if they have any. They don't have dark vision. So we might be able to give ourselves some cover and do right? cover something similar. Didn't yeah. they swap out at the camp? Like they didn't yeah, at night? watch it. Or night. like they had different, they had like guard dogs and like maybe something else trolling, like an Aten or something that had it. So Maybe I'm thinking of it wrong, but I think it's, it's they dim did. light, you said, Troy? 
It's dim, dim light. Yeah, so light. I want to use regular darkness, not deeper darkness. Otherwise, you guys won't be able to see. So I will, I'll cast darkness on a stone and just have it on my person. And drop it. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. Uh, so you cast darkness on a stone, and what's the radius of that? Uh, I think it's 20, 20 feet. 20 foot radius, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll make that stone. Uh, oh, he doesn't wait for him. I'll put it out there, and you can use it whenever you want. Okay. Um, but then Jimmer won't be able to see. Oh, no. Got, oh, he has, has the goggles. goggles. Exactly. goggles. Every yeah. time. Um, all right. So how do we want to be arranged? Jimmer, you want to be up in, up in his business? Yeah, I want to get right up into his face. All right. So let's, let's, I'm, just, I'm moving us out into the map, Troy, just so I can arrange us. But I'm not, we're not coming out there. Okay. But you're going to be dimension dooring in. Yeah. Dimension yeah. dooring up onto the platform. Okay. I'll make it so you can uh, control Thune as well. And is the lieutenant back towards the rear where you moved him to, or is he patrolling around? Can we he's, choose our opportune time to like be behind him or something as he's moving around? Uh, right now, he's hanging out right where he is there okay. in the back. Do you want to be up there, too? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, it's gonna, it costs me an extra round to like get into position. So I'm just trying to think if trying to think if I could just sneak myself up to him without ever being seen, but it looks pretty open from here to there, so I don't think that's that's a good idea. Um, I cannot control Thune yet, Troy. You should be able to now. No, we can't. Okay. Uh, so, We're, yeah, I mean, just just jump me up there and I'll just get, all right, so get you around guys, him. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll arrange this like this. That way, Baron... Actually, I'll do... So, Baron will have a, a clearer shot and then Dogwreath and Jimmer will be up in melee right with up him. On him. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I'm so scared, uh, So, wait, what is it again? So, we're going to... The arrangement I have here, plus Thune up by Baron, mm-hmm. uh, we're just going to appear right... Or we'll appear right there. All of you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um, exactly. So, Dalgrith and Jimmer are right up in his business with Metra uh, behind, <laughs> uh, behind Dalgrith and Thune and Baron in the back. Actually, let me... Yeah, no, that's probably the best thing we can do. I mean, the other thing we can do is have you guys within five feet. That way, no, he can't reach any of us. But let's but, just go with this. Yeah, let's do uh, Roll for initiative. Okay. Whoa, let's just roll it. for initiative. Ooh. 27 for Thune. Thune is rolling racks when it comes to initiative. 26 for Metra. 26 for Metra. Baron. Good job, Thune, but there's a reason I'm Sheriff Thune. 28. 28. Shocker. Uh, Jimmer? Uh, Jimmer's got a 22 22 uh, initiative. Jimmer and Dalgreth, Deathbringer, the rogue with an amazing initiative. Natural four. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ass bullshit. What's your total? Wait until this giant's dead, then I'll... I guess I'll delay when it comes to my turn. <laughs> See what the other giants do. That's uh, uh, 16. 16. 16. I'm just going to stand here, stare it at him for 45 seconds. Wow, they sure are big, ain't they? <laughs> I've never seen one this close. Oh, I have a thousand times, but I don't know what to do. Surprise round. Move or a standard. Metra, as usual, gets nothing. Baron, <laughs> I mean, I got something. You got something, <laughs> and the darkness comes with us. And the dar- okay, so the but you're not using the darkness yet. Oh, it's, it's in, in a, your it's pocket. in our hand. It's in, in my hand. Oh, so, so it's active darkness. Yeah, so that he can't see us. Mm-hmm. Okay, or even himself, or, or even himself, even himself. And actually, if they were to look over there, look at us, if they any of them have a range weapon, they would just see. 
Let's see, pure a darkness. globe of purest darkness. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure you're <laughs> yeah. going to be just fine. Just fine. Uh, what do you think there, uh, Sheriff? Baron was mulling over the idea of casting silence, Ooh. but with an orb of darkness already around them and being right next to Metra, not wanting to interfere with her spell casting and really wanting these things to come at us. Well, hold on one second, though, because just be aware that it's much more likely these guys in the back that are, they're not going to like try to figure out what's going on with the darkness. Um, they might if it's silent, I'm saying. But if it's not, if it's, you know, darkness and then gunshots, I think they'll just bolt and, like, start warning people. Uh, maybe. I think just they'll bolt either way. Okay. And I think once they very well one of them gets stabbed and you hear, like, screaming. I don't know. I, I just think they're going to come either way. Okay. So, uh, Baron's going to shoot. Okay. Obviously, it gets a little bit of cover, but you're shooting it's touch AC. Critical threat. Oh, oh my God. God. Look at that 19, Troy. I'm not oh hiding mine from God. yours. I see her. Wow. Oh, I see her. she's a beaut. She oh, got out of the box. Seventeen on the confirmed. Joseph, nice. <laughs> take us yes. to the bank criticals. <laughs> oh, you know what? I just saw one, and I'm going to have to throw it in here. It's uh, Cody from Gulfport, uh, Mississippi. Is that MS? Yeah, uh, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, Cody from Gulfport, Mississippi. It's called the Burger Special. <gasps> oh, <laughs> wow. Thank you. Wow. Your aim is impeccable. That's uh-huh. why you crit, obviously. And you hit your mark directly in the eyes. Oh. Target must make a reflex save. On a successful save, the target is... Oh, God, I just lost it. On a successful reflex save, the target is blind for one round. They're going to get blood in their eyes. Uh, double damage. On a failed save, the target is blinded for 24 hours. Wow. And takes double damage. So, same thing. Double damage either way. But... Uh, What's the DC? The DC is going... 17. 17? No. Wasn't that, oh, natural 17 on the I confirm? rolled a 19 on the die, so we're talking about... No, it's a, the confirmation roll. No. Oh, the, save yourself. I rolled a nat 20, which is not... Right. Okay. okay, cool. So he's blind for one round. Blind for one round. Okay. All right. Oh, As blind he gets blood in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so four times damage. Normal damage? Yep. Yep. Double damage, yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's juicy. <laughs> Sounds juicy. Um, I count all those eights first. There's a oh man. It's another eight. Uh, ninety-five points of damage. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> wow. So preposterous when you roll like this. I oh wish I got up close God. to deadly. I could have yeah. taken it over the hundred limit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, that was a good standard action. Pretty good surprise. Right? It is yeah. Thune's turn. And Baron just blows the smoke off in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Thune is going to move. Uh, it can't provoke, so Thune is just going to get up uh, to try and help Dalgrith get into a flanking position. So he kind of moves past the giant Beautiful. Uh, to his left, uh, right right next to the giant. Uh, in his Metra's turn. Oh, no, well, Metra was skipped. Oh, it's a move war standard. Yeah. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Jimmer. Uh, Jimmer is going to do a standard attack. He I sure believe. is. Come on, Jimmer! Natural 20! Oh, my <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Most everyone has left the table to run around. By most everyone, I'm just being grand. I can't believe this. This is so preposterous. And a natural 20 on the confirm as well. Are you kidding what? me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. I'm gonna throw up! <laughs> yeah. You guys can't be stopped. 
You oh, cannot. This is, awesome. I can, this is like weeks in a row. I know. Again, with the, I, I've said this before. Your expanded crit range, you're obviously going to crit a lot, but you still have to roll above a 17. I've been And you've been rolling, rolling rocks. it. Are you using the GCP die? I'm using the big yellow and red dragon die that I've been using for years now. God, Love this thing. Unbelievable. I think Baron looks at Dalgrith in this moment and says, I think he can join Strike Force Delta. He's, he's a shoo-in. Yeah. He's an absolute shoo-in. Oh, what do we got there, Joe? Uh, this one from Elwood in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Elwood! Elwood! Elwood. 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 What up, up, Elwood? Uh, flick of the wrist. Your attack does double damage. It's good. a good start. Awesome. Uh, and leaves your weapon covered with blood and viscera. Yeah. And as a free action, you can flick your wrist to fling the blood off your weapon at a nearby enemy. Make a ranged touch attack. Blah, blah, blah. Success means the target is blinded, blinded. until the end of your next turn, but there's nobody else close I'll enough. Bother. Yeah, so just it's go ahead and double damage blind. it. That is kind of cool. Uh, that is cool. The blood that, ordinarily, that would be amazing. Uh, so that is 58 points of damage. Oh, my God. Uh, he is still, still up. up. This is a that's lieutenant. Incredible. He's got uh, an oh, insane that's incredible. amount of hit points. Yeah, oh, shit. Uh, Joe, you I mean, get to be the hero. I don't know. Yeah, Joe, all you got to do is finish him off. It's still a surprise round. Joe, I think you can do it, buddy. You can do it, buddy. Surprise round, we're in darkness. You're a rogue. You got sneak attack. And you're flanking. I'm so scared. Oh, come on, well, you got to take that five-foot step to be flanking. You want that to be your surprise, your surprise round? Just uh, move it. You always take a five-foot step. No, I, I get the sneak attack anyway. Yeah. Because he hasn't acted. So right, I'm going to go ahead and... I'm gonna stab this dude. Come yeah. on, Joseph. I hope you don't roll a rogue one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I should be fine. Uh, that's a 27. 27 hits. Yes. 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 There we go. Get that, there we go. Get that, get that sneak attack damage. We got that. Oh, my God. Oh, no. The amount of ones and twos. Oh. It's fucking staggering. <laughs> Oh, my God. That, okay, so so far, that's 10 on 68. Wow. wow. 66, 66. Uh, so it's a total of 30. 30. Yeah, he's still Sorry, alive. 34. 34. Still alive? Still alive. Wow. Yep. Man. Wow. I'm glad we did this because yeah. this dude is tough. That is huge getting the jump on him. Uh, all right, now we're going into round regular old round one, and it is Baron's turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. It's <laughs> yeah, still surprise, 100% dead. Okay, here we go. Let's see if Baron, maybe he'll misfire. He misfires in critical sitches. 15 on the die. That's nice. Oh, my goodness. Are you going to do... Oh, you did say Ooh. 33 points of damage. Two things happen. Go on. You get you guys jump here, obviously. It said that in the darkness, just start lighting this guy up. Baron, with that shot at the start of round one, uh, puts him below zero. Yes. And he falls. Yes. As he falls to the ground... You hear him yell out, and his friends are only hearing his voice in the darkness yell out in giant. Continue with the plan! Plan? 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 <laughs> oh, they were planning this? We'll see you next week. Oh, come on! No! Troy's trying to save himself. He's got nothing! Yeah. He's got no plan! <laughs> oh, there's a plan, baby! There's I no plan, baby! Plan. The plan keeps coming back again.
The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 